something we've been really excited uh, to learn about is there's a tremendous exhibit uh, right now uh, at uh, Brooklyn College uh, called uh, From uh, Beirut uh, to Brooklyn, and uh, uh, that really sort of uh, uh, unpacks the lives of uh, young people in Beirut uh, sharing their stories uh, to an audience at one of our uh, CUNY campuses. And uh, uh, we're lucky to be joined tonight by the two co-creators uh, of this uh, project, uh, Farid Nassif. He's an adjunct professor at CUNY and at Fordham University, and also uh, Dr. Eben Wood, professor of English and co-director of the Creative Writing Program at Kingsborough Community College, another CUNY campus in Brooklyn. Uh, Farid and Eben, welcome to the Independent News Hour. Thank you. Thanks so much, John. Yes. Good right. So, John, for nice starters, you. you want to just uh, describe this project uh, a, a little bit more, uh, uh, what it is and how it came about? Absolutely. Uh, the exhibition is now, it's currently in the Brooklyn College Library Lobby, as you said, until January 20th. Um, and it's a, it's both uh, Evans photographs uh, that are of uh, landscape, people, and city life. A lot of them enormous, three by five uh, feet in some cases. Um, complemented by life stories written by students at Lebanese University and the Universal School of Lebanon, which is the high school in Kora in the north. Um, so our objective has been to create a cross-cultural dialogue between multicultural students in both Lebanon and at CUNY. Um, and so we have a generation of Lebanese people born after the Civil War in Lebanon who have lived through the 2020 port explosion in Beirut when there was this reemergence of traumas past still alive in the present. And so there are stories, these are stories of traumas um, and misalignment that exist both here among multicultural students at CUNY and among students in Lebanon. That's our objective is a parallel of voices and ultimately a connection between these faraway places and people. And uh, Farid, you've been to Lebanon recently, and I think, um, Evan, you have as well. But tell us, Farid, a, a bit uh, um, about about the the aftermath of the explosion and, and what um, what things have been like in Beirut since then um, and, and how it's even affected the, the larger Arab world. And, Evan, if you want to add anything on uh, from, you know, um, a non-Lebanese perspective, feel free to. <laughs> Well, you know, a lot of it's coming from those voices, students feeling of being unrecognized as Lebanese and now reduced to their Muslim or Christian identities, which has been something is uh, besides just reopening wounds of, you know, post-Civil War uh, family trauma that sort of seems to be seeping into the, the younger generations now. Yeah. A lot of a lot of students have escaped after their either high school or college careers because there's really no stability. Um, and, and no access to, to money, even cash out of ATMs. And so they've, they've moved on to places like the United States. They've moved on to parts of Europe. They've moved on to Canada. Um, yes. So but well, sorry yeah. to interrupt you, but what do you mean by the, how, how the recent events of the explosion in 2020 would affect the people, you know, identifying with as Christian or Muslim rather than as Lebanese? Like how, how does that bring, rebring those? Well, rather than feeling like there's one unified uh, sense of not nationalism, but sort of a uh, sense of, I guess, pride, um, yeah. in a lot of cases, they feel mm -hmm. very much divided. They're not they don't feel as though their identity is, is focused on 
being Lebanese so much as focused on whether they're Sunni, Shia, or Christian. Uh Um, It's sort of like they're reduced to one single aspect of self, which is a lot of what this project is about, is bringing out voices, um, you know, uh, recognizing and also encouraging these voices to be shared so that they can express how they felt that they've ever been reduced to one single aspect of self. In many ways, they, they're forgotten or unrecognized altogether. So um, that's an ongoing sort of display or way of sharing uh, how they feel very much misaligned um, and that they don't feel so much that that's a home to them anymore. And what last last follow up here but what does do they see as the aggressor in this situation well if I, I mean just as a non you know obviously as you said uh, uh, as a non uh, uh, Lebanese or yeah or, but that's interesting uh, please go ahead you know, and what? I mean part of the issue with this project was and it did you know the, pro, the project began with a grant that I uh, received from CUNY to do the work which I then worked with Farid to develop the project is is Perhaps I think part of it was not necessarily over-focusing on an issue of trauma to begin with, even though, again, it, the project followed uh, the, the port explosion and that longer history, obviously, the Civil War and those born after. Uh, and that's similar with many other uh, uh, areas of peoples in the world, uh, besides the Middle East or Palestinians per, per se, or particularly, is the, the tendency to only view them through the lens of trauma as opposed to also the rich history and the diversity of the population. And, and so... Um, that itself would be something that in the, in the storytelling wasn't necessarily focused uh, immediately on traumatic memories, but on a rich tapestry of the con- context for their lives uh, around them in the culture. So it, it, while it certainly entailed the trauma, many of them wrote about the port explosion, and certainly I was there as part of that project for he was unable to travel uh, in uh, February of 2021 when I went there under the auspices of the grant and, and met you know, it was the irony of meeting with 90 Lebanese university students by Zoom in Beirut because I was unable to meet with them face to face because of the, the COVID closure uh, is, it, you know, it's certainly that's visually in the, or physically material in the city. That's it's it's a, it, at that point with a year less than a year or just over a year rather after the port explosion. It's still uh, a, a de- devastation in the in the heart of that city, which the heart of Beirut is not a particularly large uh, space. Um, and I traveled fairly widely in the Middle East before that, uh, so I was familiar with other, other, including the West Bank and, and, and other areas, uh, in, in through the Gaza Strip very briefly, uh, a part of that. But it, it, you know, on the one hand, that dominates in a way the landscape. Um, but you also see in some of the photographs, for instance, the Martyrs Monument, which was erected in the early 20th century, uh, about the earlier anti-colonial struggle of the Lebanese people is, uh, which had been, um, it, it, it literally directly overlooks that devastated port at this point. So you, you, it's really a kind of palimpsest or layering of all of these experiences. But at the same time, the stories aren't necessarily themselves tied to a single trauma or a trauma. It's, it's the context for that thing. So that we don't, as Westerners or outsiders, we don't necessarily have to focus just on the death. I mean, you know, right now is obviously a very, very contested right. period that happened. So, um, yeah, we're, we're, we're down to our last minute here. And just uh, one more question I had for uh, uh, either or both of you. How is this uh, exhibit being received uh, by the CUNY students at uh, Brooklyn College, uh, hearing the stories of uh, their uh, uh, working class uh, um, urban counterparts uh, in a a whole other culture? Uh, Is there some resonance there that they're picking up? 
Yeah, I would say that, you know, a lot of it is just identifying people that have, again, been sort of unrecognized and seeing that as a youth, a generation of people who, you know, are multicultural in the CUNY system uh, that now experience or see some kind of way of reflecting uh, a sort of mirrored understanding of people who have real lives that are often, again, sort of uh, voiceless or invisible. So when they see that they have just even just day to day sort of challenges, those sort of things are, it's a wonderful connection to see that as a dialogue. Um, and that's been successful. I've had it, my whole class at uh, Brooklyn College came to write reflections about which um, students voice, which students uh, excerpt impacted them most. In a lot of cases, it had to do with uh, things that, you know, are routinely uh, problematic here in the United States that have to do with uh, gender role issues or challenges with, um, you know, a history yeah, of we're, family we're violence. We're down to our last or, 15 seconds. Okay. Well, and we also have this wonderful website. It's www.beirutobrooklyn.com if you want to see that we update the website regularly. And we foresee that more CUNY campuses will bring uh, this exhibition uh, to their spaces in the beautiful space at Brooklyn College right now. Come on out and check it out. Please do. Okay, yeah, beautiful campus out there going back to the uh, New Deal era of the 30s. Uh, So we have to leave it at that, but... Uh, Fareed uh, Nasif and Dr. Evan Wood, thank you uh, so much, both of you, uh, a faculty at Brooklyn College, for joining us on WBAI Radio.